Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with 12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with 12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello, what a beautiful Tuesday, and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM in AM 760 in Hawaii. I'm joined as always by G. Hey Wiley. Brandon Deutsch, and today Jake Dicker is joining the show from, well, listen, he is from the Valley, the great 1-8, but he is joining us from the University of Wisconsin this summer. Jake, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So we'll see how how often we get to Jake. You know, he's got that long commute from the Valley, but uh, <laughs> gee, a lot to get into. First of all, congratulations. New York Rangers That's are going right. to the Eastern Conference Finals. That's right, you guys. Um, I, ha- I, I just, I had to, I had to, sorry for that. Um, I, I had to just, I was ecstatic yesterday. I'm I can't, sure. I like, words cannot describe it, especially since I don't even think we're supposed to be here. So... I, well, I, I couldn't thing. be happier. They did it the right way. Four years ago, they were very transparent with the uh, fan base. And they said, listen, we are going to rebuild all the fan favorites, all the vets. This is not going to lead us to a championship. And they said, we're going to rebuild. Hard to do in Los Angeles. Hard to do in New York. The Kings did that. The Kings went to the playoffs. They're not like the New York Rangers. Or the New York Rangers, four wins away from getting back to the, the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Since 2014. And by the way, Kreider finally showed up. I, no, I, I know a lot of people are going to give me guff about this because he had two goals prior to this in the um, in that series. Yeah. But he hadn't done anything else. No. And this is supposed to be your best player. This is supposed to be your guy. It's supposed to be the guy that's leading you all the way over there. I mean, come on. Thank God for Shesterkin. Yes, that's right. Shesterkin. I finally was able to say his name because it's hard. Yeah. Um, but that uh, when your goalie is on fire, I'm I just couldn't be ecstat- more ecstatic because he's not exactly the the veteran that you that you had, um, you know, in Lundy. But God, he's he's on fire right now. So I'm super psyched about that. By the way, no one talking about it. Tampa Bay. I mean, they they, they can win three Stanley Cups for the first time. Since the New York Islanders, again, teams have won two out of three, three out of four, but not three consecutive. So we'll see that uh, if that happens. But a lot to get into today. Uh, with that said, let's get to today's headlines brought to you by Circus Sports. Circa Millions, Circus Survivor Pro Football Contests are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Visit CircusSports.com for details. Hit it, Jihei. Well, 
guys, the NBA Finals are set. It's the Boston Celtics versus the Golden State Warriors, like I think all of us thought was going to happen. You, um, though, were the first one to, uh, to think that. you got to cash your ticket the next time. I know. I'm so excited. I can't wait. This, this was in March, right? Yes. This was this is when we went for uh, March Madness. March yeah. Madness, uh, I think it was, like, towards the end, like, because, you know, I'm always there la- later than you are, so... Because uh, I'm a degenerate. But anyways, uh, game one is Thursday night in San Francisco. The Warriors are minus 160 favors over the Celtics. Um, plus 140 for the Celtics, by the way. At Circus Sports, Golden State is a three-point favorite in game one. Who do you like in the NBA Finals, guys? Listen, I like the Golden State Warriors. I have liked them from the beginning of the season in terms of, by the way, they were 10th to 1 at the beginning of the season. And I love those odds because I said if they can finally get healthy, if they're all right, you know, when Clay Thompson comes back and Steph Curry and Draymond Green, did not expect Poole to kind of really be that, that next star for them. But uh, like the Warriors, um, and I just like them in terms of the way that they've looked during this postseason. I know the... Uh, young ones on the show like the Mavericks but I do think Brandon Deutsch can kind of back up my theory here that the Warriors are not only going to win the series and again I hope it's a good series I hope we don't get get these 20 point blowouts uh, but I do think that the, that the Warriors are the superior team and I'm going to go Warriors in six. Yeah, by far. Um, you know, going into this, to that Mavericks-Golden State series, Golden State was not switching or rotating on defense. They were missing shots. They didn't look like the team um, in the first round of the playoffs. They didn't even look like the team in the first 20 games of the season where they were dominant, by far the best defensive rating in the league when Draymond was on the court. And think about this. Draymond missed all that time, and Steph missed a lot of time. Defensively, they only finished in the regular season .4 behind defensive rating of Boston and they have 10 times the offense of Boston their effective field goal percentage and true shooting percentage are above 57 Boston's not even cracking 53 on either of that this is a bad matchup for Boston I know Boston's been playing better defensively and they have that defensive edge right now but with Wiggins in in clay there and Draymond being able to lock up you know Tatum Brown what what not this series I would not be surprised if Golden State wins in five they have all their momentum back I think it's six or seven game series just because of the way the Celtics have been resilient and they have a bunch of pieces down the down the bench they have a lot of depth but just every advanced rating favors the Golden State Warriors except defense in this playoffs their defense hasn't been great yet but it could be and if that's the case five games but I'm thinking maybe six or seven yeah, I like the Warriors in six. I think, you know, Golden State likes to play small. Kevon Looney proved in the Maverick series that he's a valuable asset uh, asset at the five. Um, if he can contain Al Horford and Robert Williams, I think Golden State, they're healthy. It's, you know, it's their time. So you just brought up a really good point. I'm, uh, and everybody else knows this, I'm a huge advocate of traditional ball where you have your traditional big that's in there um, with Horford in there and even with... Um, sorry, uh, with, with Tatum and th- those guys can actually at least get down there and they can p- they can pound right and they can also still defend. Tatum has a little ways to go as far as defense is concerned in my personal book, but defensively, I still think that this ki- this team can they can vie. I I say Golden State in seven. Unfortunately, I really 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 wish that because I'm I'm a diehard Duke fan. Everybody knows this. I would love for Tatum to win a ring. It'd be great for him. By the way, but- love that he's got the 24. Yeah, the Kobe fan, yeah. the Black Mamba. Shoes really kind of, you know, and, and I would uh, hope that 
Celtic fans realize the connection that those two yeah. had, and he's a big Kobe. And fan. someone, so, you know, yeah, someone was saying that was the biggest accomplishment of the Lakers season that Tatum was wearing that that twenty four wristband. And I was like, you know what? I, I I can't deny that. I hate to say it. I was gonna say you can't. You can't <laughs> yeah, I can't on, hate on it. You can't hate on the fact that he he represented like that. That's I mean, pr- but that's look, pretty solid. This makes me sick. Uh, you know, I was growing up a Lakers fan. Golden State, Boston, Jesus, yeah, Jesus. But, but you know what? You can't. Uh, here, here's the thing. At least the, the NBA is getting their numbers. The NBA like is gonna get their. Oh, Adam Silver you know, is is, oh, is yeah, dancing around, it. drinking wine. Yeah, no right. Phoenix in Milwaukee this year. He gets Boston <laughs> yeah. and, and Golden State, two huge markets with a ton of money. Oh, and a ton of stars too, right? A ton exactly. of star power. And but before we go to the next headline, I do want to give our, our kind of like our final thoughts. I think Jimmy Butler in the playoffs is this is not. I've never seen a player step up his game. And again. I had no problem with the three-pointer he took. I, I think that team was totally gassed. They had to win it in regulation. If that team played more minutes or had to go into OT, it wasn't the best shot. But I, I like the the thought process there. You know, put a bow on the conference finals again. Not a great Western Conference Finals. We thought it, it would be. Yeah. The last three games of the Heat Celtic series, where the road team wins, it, 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 this playoffs has been terrible. The number of blowouts and the number of 20, 30, even 40 point blowouts, but at least the last couple of games of the conference finals were good. I want to bring up one thing though, because you did say you were like, they're going to Miami, nobody's won away, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. I was like, dude, they're winning. It's like there's no Listen, question that was in my the mind. Laker fan and me saying, "Come on, he, come on, South Beach, yeah. come on, they, I, I, I do, yeah. I do. Listen, I have confidence that the Warriors are going to prevent the Celtics from winning yeah. championship number eighteen. I don't like that they're there. I don't like that they're in the NBA Finals right now. I mean, I like the, I like that whole entire lineup though with Boston. You, can, you gotta admit they, they are stacked. They are stacked. They're uh, yeah, I just don't. The, the issue is like Golden State hasn't had this stagnant offense the whole Mavericks series. They had it in round two against Memphis. Boston's offense looks anemic at times. It looks terrible, awful. And that's the problem. Defensively, they can hang with the Warriors and keep games close. But if the Warriors start making shots, there's no way Boston, you know, can can come back from that. I mean, I don't. Okay, I'm just gonna agree to disagree because we got to go on to the second. Um, no, we gotta go on to no, the next that, that is my new favorite thing on the show when like GA's got a take and then Brandon backs it up with the facts and stats and GA's like, nah. You know what? No, no, some things are beyond stats. Like Celtics <laughs> yes. could very well, like, even though they don't favor statistically in anything but defense, they could very well win this series. Right. I'm not denying that. They're a good team, but I just think Golden State has the edge. Well, Sticking with California, the uh, Lakers finally hired a head coach, guys, as Milwaukee Bucks assistant Darvin Ham agreed to a four-year deal with the Lakers. The Lakers were reportedly sold on Ham's stature and toughness, his history of coaching star players and championship pedigree as an assistant and as a player. What did you think of this hire of Darvin Ham? I loved it. I I, I thought this is a fresh way of thinking. What I did not want was the Doc Rivers. I did not want Terry Stotts. I did not want a retread. I wanted a coach who's going to come in and listen people are going to joke that listen this is a LeBron James hire LeBron James had to be okay with this hire you cannot hire a coach that LeBron James was not going to be okay with but Darvin Ham does command that respect everywhere he's gone as a player as a role player with the Pistons when they won a championship as a well-respected coach for the Milwaukee Bucks he's won he's a respected coach and again 
he's a coach where it's a clean slate. So what I didn't want was a retread and a guy who's going to come in and at least the fans, the ones that I've talked to, are very excited about the possibility of what Ham can do here. Yeah, I think this is a home run hire. I know we discussed this last week and the week previous. Like, if the if the Lakers want to establish themselves as a serious organization again, they need to go with Ham. They can't be going with Stotts, who can't coach defense to save his life. Twenty eighth plus in defense every time he was in the league. Kenny Atkinson's cool, but like, is he elite? You know, like he's player development coach. Maybe he gets THT to be good. Darvin Ham has that mix of both, and with Ime Adoka get into the finals as a rookie head coach, I think that kind of pushed it over the edge when they saw his success in the East. Conference Finals and was like, you know, everyone thinks Darvin Ham's the next guy that can be this elite coach in the league. Let's take a chance on it. And I think this is great for not only the fo- the final LeBron years, but after I think Darvin Ham has the ability to be a great coach. Unfortunately, he's inheriting Westbrook. Looks like they're going to keep him. They might be playing hardball. We don't know, but um, but you know, he has he definitely has his work cut out for him. But I'd be surprised if the Lakers don't make the playoffs even with the same roster next season. Yeah. Yeah, I love the hire. I think there's been a lot of talk about it's, it's a bad job, the Laker job. I mean, you're getting LeBron and Anthony Davis yeah. in one of the biggest markets in all of sports. They're definitely worst jobs in the league. Um, in terms of Darvin Ham, I love the hire. I think that, you know, he had one, two years max before he was getting, you know, a head coaching job in the league. I think getting ahead of it and hiring him opposed, you know, a Stotts or a Doc Rivers who don't have, you know, people are not super high on them in the yeah. league right now. They've done it before and haven't necessarily... Um, gotten the results. It's why they don't have a job right now. Um, but I love the Darvin Ham hire. I think, as you said, it kind of puts the Lakers back where they want to be and allows them, you know, to make the playoffs next year. And all, and also, it's like he. Dar- people forget Darvin Ham also was responsible for a large part of Milwaukee's dominant defense throughout the past couple of seasons and getting Giannis to the two-way player he is today. That's important for Anthony Davis. If Anthony Davis can stay healthy and he listens to Darvin, that's a big if because he's never healthy. But let, let's just hope he gets a new. Tra- Trainer. Something happens to his old. No, no, nothing happens to his old trainer. But let's just say he fires yeah. the old trainer and gets a new trainer, and he's healthy. Darvin Ham will be able to develop him into that twenty-six point per game guy again. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm actually, I didn't do my due diligence and, and really truly get into uh, who Darvin Ham is. But I mean, you know, if if he can kiss the butt of LeBron, I guess he can finally he can be a head coach. Um, yeah, you guys know I'm not a huge Laker fan, so um, I, I just think that you needed a head coach that's going to, if he's going to challenge these guys, he's going to push these guys, he's going to make them better, and he's going to, um, you know, kind of step on their step on their toes and be and be there to be like, you know what, this it's this is my way, and this is how I'm coaching, this is how I'm doing it. Then fine, this is going to be a great hire. I just don't. I, because he hasn't had that kind of experience, that's why I'm a little wary. But you know what? If you guys are saying that he's great, then he's great. Uh, that it's a good, solid hire. I just, I, I just think that it's always the LeBron show, and it's just yeah. really, really hard I, for me to is, think that that's. This is more it. of a Ty Lue thing. Like, I don't think LeBron, he's gonna have to like kiss LeBron's. You know what? I think this is more like he he generates respect. LeBron knows he screwed up trying to get Westbrook. And now he's kind of letting, he wants to let the coach do the thing. Like Ty Lue, when they won the championship in Cleveland. I mean, God, I hope so. At least for your sake, because the NBA does need the Lakers. As much as I hate to admit that, the NBA it's does need the Lakers. It's better for bad. It's like the, it's it like the Knicks. Yeah. It's like when the yes. Dodgers, Yankees are good in baseball. Absolutely. You know, It's yeah. just it's better for the league yeah. when the yeah. Lakers are good. You need LeBron in the playoffs. You need the Lakers in the playoffs. It just makes it more fun. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely.
Well, guys, let's not forget about arguably the best postseason happening right now. The conference finals are set in the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's the New York Rangers, my New York Rangers, versus the Tampa Bay Lightning in the East and the Colorado Avalanche facing the Edmonton Oilers in the West. What's your Stanley Cup final prediction? Well, listen, for you, GK, I'm going to pick the New York Rangers, but no one's talking about it. We talked about it uh Tampa Bay, this run that they're having right now is historic. I mean, I guess the problem is 2020 was the pandemic, and so no one really cared. And, you know, 2021, we're still kind of in the pandemic. So, I mean, they've had a heck, a heck of a run during this weird time period, but they're going for three straight st- st- Stanley Cup. So, we'll see if that happens. From the West, I like Colorado, but I would like to see it. No one's really talking about it. We have not had a Canadian team hoist the Stanley Cup since Montreal defeated my Los Angeles Kings, and it was the curse of McSorley because of the curved stick, and so we have not had a Canadian winner. Would not be shocked if that happens, but I'm going to go with the Edmonton Oilers versus the New York Rangers. And, I'll, you know, just for you, G, I'm going to say the New York <laughs> Rangers are going to win the whole thing. Well, I, I appreciate the uh, you, you rooting on my team. We're not even supposed to be here, to be honest with you. New York Rangers shouldn't have made it past round one, but there is something about momentum, and it's phenomenal. It's so great to see um, when you get a hot goalie in Shesterkin, when you get when finally Kreider just ends up making plays and ends up making runs and ends up making everybody better. Um, the the third the third shift and all these young guys are just they're killing it right now. So I'm they're running on momentum and momentum alone. I really really I'm rooting obviously for my Rangers, but I'm a realistic fan. I'm not one of those like we're gonna win it all every single year kind of a person. Tampa Bay is just they have that pedigree. You may say that they won in the bubble in 2020 and then they won in a shortened season in 2021, but you know what? They still won. 100%. And to win and to win back to back is impossible. It's hard. It's hard. To win one is hard, let alone to win two my, in a row. My point was not to diminish it. Oh, no, no, no. I know you weren't but diminishing. It, but it was like no one's really talking about this like amazing run that they've had, and it's incredible that they can win three in a row. It would be fantastic. Oh, it would be incredible. I, 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 yeah, I think the Rangers definitely have a shot against Tampa. Um, Tampa's not the same team as it was the last two years, but they're still Tampa, right? So, like, they have experience. That's something different. I wouldn't be surprised if the Rangers get to the Stanley Cup final. But the Avalanche have been so good. This is their year, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm just really hoping that if the Rangers do make it past Tampa, that they just don't get swept. Like, just don't get swept, man. Like, just all I'm asking for is, gentlemen sweep. Yeah, gentlemen sweep. sweep. Like, the Kings did a gentleman sweep in 2014. I'm fine with that. Speaking of the Kings, Oilers in the the conference finals. The Kings, if they had just won one more game, maybe they'd be there. Yeah, Um, I think you have two very different series here. I think in one series, you got two of the best goaltenders in the league. Goals might be down. In the other series, you have two teams that love to outshoot you. Um, I think the Avalanche are just more of a complete team than Edmonton is. You know, we were talking about the Lakers being good. Lakers being good, being good for the NBA. If McDavid's in the finals, that is incredible for the NHL. Um, However, that being said, I think they just have a few more holes than Colorado, and I hate to do it to you, but I think the Bolts are just... I think it's oh no! Bolts. Again, I'm a real. I'm a realist. I'm a, I know, yeah. I am a realist. Yeah. yeah so I've got a Bolts Avs final, and I, I'd love to see the three peat. So I'm going to take. There we go. I'm take that, that's history. completely fair. good for hockey. Dynasties yeah. are good for hockey, and that's completely fair because if you look at how Tampa Bay has been, and you're right, it's totally not the same team. So, but if but if you look at how Tampa Bay has played in the in that previous series where they where they sweat where they had the the sweep, you, you can't deny how great they are. Yeah. You just you just can't. 
Well, guys, the Dodgers and Yankees are tied for the best record in Major League Baseball right now at 33 and 15, with the New York Mets right behind them at 33 and 17. Girl, I hate the Mets. Um, which team is the best right now, and do you want to see a Dodgers-Mets NLCS and a Dodgers-Yankees World Series? In, the, um, in this new digital streaming era where everyone is connected, does LA versus New York still have the same draw? It's a good question, you know, because I, I've wanted to see that for a long time. Last time we got the Dodgers Yankees, 1981. Dodgers are the best team in baseball right now. They are the deepest team, but I will defer quickly to our two guys right here. Um, listen, A, are the Dodgers the best team? Yes. And I do, yes, I want to see Dodgers-Yankees for the first time since 1981. Yeah, Rob Manfred wants to see Dodgers-Yankees. That'd be like the World <laughs> Series of, uh, you know, it'd be a great World Series, I guess, for, for, for money. I want to see Dodgers-Angels. The Angels look so bad, though. Gosh, five straight losses, and it does not look like it's getting better. Their pitching is gosh awful. They lost 11 to 10. When you put up 10 runs... You, you probably should win. Dodgers are the best <laughs> team in baseball. Mookie Betts, career resurgence this year. He's oh, yeah. been deteriorating the past two years, and now he is kind of back leading the NL in home runs. What do you got to say? Yeah, I think the Dodgers are the best team in baseball, uh, especially with Mookie playing the way he is. Uh, I would love to see a Dodgers-Yankees World Series. People talk about 2017, the Dodgers got robbed of a World yeah. Series. I think we got robbed of a Dodgers-Yankees World yeah. Series, um, which would have been great for for all baseball fans across, you know, the country. Um, but yeah, I think the Dodgers are the best team in baseball. I'd love to see them play the Mets and the Yankees. That'd be fun. Yeah, all, no, I mean Los Angeles, New York, Jihei. Well, yeah. it, it's like we talked about the Lakers. We talked about the Lakers being great for the NBA. Dodgers and Yankees, it's great for baseball. It's gonna final. It, I feel like that matchup in the World Series would definitely be a resurgence, right? Of some kind, not even just a rivalry, just good baseball right. in general, right? So I, I think Dodgers, yeah, it's great for baseball. I, I hope it happens, yeah. to be honest with you. Then we can go to New York and go see the World Series. I do. And by the way, <laughs> we, we do need to go out there for a game. we got to get some michelada out in the outfield. Uh, listen, long overdue for that. All right, let's leave it there for now. The hype has begun, Jihei. The <laughs> hype has begun for the uh, finals. Uh, when we come back, we will hear from Steph Curry. Again, media day, finals, game one coming up Thursday. When we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. 
Just as a reminder, if you have a question or a comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming sporting event in Los Angeles, Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. The NBA Finals are set. Game 1. Thursday night in San Francisco at the Chase Center. We got the Warriors. We got the Celtics. I'm very excited for this one. Jihei predicted that it would be the Celtics way back in March. I uh, did not agree with her. Should have listened to her. Should have placed a bet. But I did like the Warriors to get back to the finals. They are there. They are four wins away from winning it all again. And I believe if that happens, Steph Curry is going to win the finals. Most valuable player. And he will cement himself as one of the top ten players of all time. With that said, let's now here from Steph Curry meeting with the media. Steph, now we know it's Boston. So uh, can you give us some uh, highline ideas of uh, what you think of the team and how they match up with the Warriors? Yeah, obviously a great team. They're in the finals and um, they've had a group together, gone through a lot in the last four or five years, had some success early, had to figure out how to sustain it. And now they're here on this stage. So be a, an amazing test. You got some guys playing a really high level, very well-rounded team. They got size. Um, they've been battle-tested this playoff series or playoff run. So, uh, you know, we like the matchup in terms of just confidence coming in, knowing that we can win. But there's uh, obvious respect in terms of what they. What they present as a team, um, Tatum and Brown is the heads of the snake. Marcus Smart does what he does. Uh, and you got some vets, you know, you know obviously Al Horford, who uh, has been in the league a long time and, you know, in, the, in his first finals appearance. So I'm sure they're motivated just like we are and excited to get, get things going. Steph. You, guys, you guys got off to a red hot start first couple of months. Then hit some bumps January, February, and into March. Did you always believe that even through those bumps, you'd be able to, did you still visualize getting to this point? One thousand percent. You know, this season is such a marathon, and we do our best to try to give more colorful sound bites throughout the year on what that process looks like. But then the day you can't rush it and can't fast forward, and this definitely was the vision. Um, I think some of those speedbones kind of make made us appreciate the difference in this team in terms of I call it I guess the versatility. We had a lot of different guys play a lot of different roles, and um, we just wanted to get to the playoffs in one piece as much as possible and give ourselves the best chance. Um, somehow we obviously made it through this run with with some injuries, but for the most part. Um, you know, the vision of getting here never, never faded ever. When you're looking at that time, though, I mean, play comes, Draymond goes out, Draymond comes back, you go out. Did you look at that and think, okay, you know what, we just need to get together? Or did you always feel that once we got together, it would kind of come together? Well, me, Draymond, Clay, Loon, Andre, even, like, there's always a confidence that, if we're all out on the floor, good things will happen. We know how we know each other so well, so we didn't really need reps. But it, you know, the, the entire ro ro what's the rotation going to look like? That was always the question. Um, you know, when once you got to the playoffs, because you had a lot of different options, a lot of different ways to go, and um, the blessing and the curse of having that for for Coach Kerr to try to figure that out on the fly. So, 
Um, for us, you know, the core guys that have been around, been through this, there's always confidence of what we can do on the floor. And then each series, you know, these last, you know, four or five weeks have shown a little bit different uh, opportunity for different guys to step up. And it's been awesome to see. Steph, you, you touched on this a little bit um, the other night, but can you talk a little bit about how different this journey is? When you first went, I've seen some pictures. You guys were, you looked like such babies in 2015 and and you had a little kid. Now you have bigger kids. You have three of them. Can you just talk about the perspective of being kind of a grown-up and going through this and how different it is from what, what it was eight years ago? You know, life's different. It's different balances that you uh, try to master on and off the court. Um, I don't know. I think it's probably more just an appreciation, a different level of appreciation of what it takes to get to the stage than it did the first time because you really have no idea until you do it. Um, and kind of my questions are just more of a uh, pressure and a weight and an expectation that you carry all year, knowing this where, what it takes to get, try to get here and what you have to do, the sacrifice it takes um, to even give yourself a chance um, over the, the last nine months. Plus, you know, you can even think to, to last year and how we finished last season. So, I mean, there's a balancing act of just all of that. I think I'm much more uh, aware and observant and just kind of calm in terms of my emotions going into the finals, which feels good, but still get anxious and nervous like everybody else in terms of when the game starts, like, because I want it so bad. And um, that that's remained the same. So just enjoying the uh, the blessing of being here because you know what it takes. Steph, talk about um, Garden Tatum, the challenge that comes with that. I mean, he's a dynamic scorer. Uh, I think he's taking another step in terms of being able to read how certain defenses are going at him. And he's had some uh, some big, you know, kind of clutch moments, some big games that he, he needed to step up, and he, he has. So he's a problem. You know, Jalen Brown obviously has shown his scoring ability, and he can take over and dominate a game start to finish. So, you know, you got to just try to continue to make it tough on him. We've had some good challenges these first three rounds uh, with some dynamic scores. Um, but they're, they're different. They're different beasts, you know, with how they get it done. So all five guys got to be ready. Steph, we, we, Andrew Wiggins has continued to, like, elevate his game throughout the playoffs and just really – He's accepted like a d different role here with the Warriors. What's it like to just see him have the success that he's had throughout this postseason? I mean, we said it's exactly what we expected that he would be able to do. Um, I don't know how he's explained the journey, but it's just awesome to watch him understand what impacts winning, what he needs to do in terms of impacting the game on both ends of the floor. And from the time the trade happened to now, like this was the vision of him, you know, playing a very, very important role in this team and having an opportunity to do it on the brightest, of, under the brightest lights and biggest stages, like a, a playoff run like we've had and now in the finals. So excited to see that continue. When, when you came into the league, Boston had, you know, KG and 
Ray Allen and Tony, young Tony Allen. It feels like since then they've always been really tough defensively. When you see the Celtics, when you play against them, what does that mean for you? And just the years of the guys they've had and guarding you. When when you think of the Celtics, what comes to mind? Yeah, I mean, it's a tough-nosed organization that's got a lot of history um, and a certain way of doing things that they've carried throughout the years. And um, it's usually big bodies, pretty physical brand of basketball that, you know, we're no stranger to. So um, we'll be ready for that. But there's always been, you know, battles. Uh, I know somebody was talking about their record against us and Coach Curry or something like that. Um They've had some success, but it's totally different when you get into a. I'm excited about a playoff series where there's in game, in game, and in series adjustments happen, and uh, you know, even being in Boston in that arena with that you know very unique atmosphere. So uh, it should be fun, and they're a historic you know franchise that you look up in the rafters and you see all the names that have you know done that jersey. For them to be back in the finals, I'm, I'm sure it's, it's, it's special in that city. Steph, what? Steph, over here. Uh, what have your conversations been like with Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins, some of the younger players who haven't been on this stage before? Just what advice? What has your advice been to them over the last few days about kind of what to expect and how you prepare for this? I mean, the biggest thing is the chaos around and in between games. Practice schedules are different. There's a lot more. Attention, obviously, uh, you have to kind of be, yeah, adapt to the the different flow of the day as you get ready for for games, stuff like that. Um, but my advice was at the end of the day, once the once the ball drops, you might have a little nerves those first six minutes, first quarter, but you settle in pretty quick, and then it's just basketball. Um, but just basketball, obviously, meaning. We know what to do. You know how to play. You don't have to do anything different than you've been doing. But it's also the importance of every possession, you know, fighting through fatigue, fighting through the nerves, the adrenaline, fighting through some failures if you have some because every, you know, body is going to be important. And just to stay ready, too, because the way playoffs go, the way playoff series go, and especially the way that we play, things can change really quickly in terms of who's, you know, in the rotation, who's getting minutes and who's getting an opportunity. So we're going to need everybody um, to get four more wins. Steph, uh, how would you describe Andre as a coach? Uh, Jordan Kavan said that he's pretty blunt and meticulous, but he also said that you and he's someone that you and Clay and Draymond come to and, and trust. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, I'll use all those words for sure. Uh, a decent sense of humor about it too, but he he'll call you out and keep you accountable to what uh what good basketball is and what a good approach is. I don't think anything he says is is off base in terms of you know what he's asking guys to do and what he's pointing out. And uh he's very consistent too. That's the thing with his with his demeanor and his approach. So you respect everything about, you know, him in whatever role, uh, whatever hat he's wearing. Steph, what, how would you describe over here the, the culture of, of this team under Steve Kerr, and how did that help get you guys through two years ago? I mean, when the team goes 15-15, and 15, has the worst record in the league, 
a lot of times that can, you know, tear people apart or tear a team apart. And obviously you've had some injuries, but how did what you had built before that help get you guys to the other side? I mean, from my vantage point, I don't know how much it helped that year because, like you said, it was the injuries and all that. We were all over the place, and we just wanted to get healthy and whole and see what we had. So last year was more, I think, the barometer of our culture and our way of doing things that got us through the beginning of that season where we you know, had a lot of young guys playing, still dealt with a couple of injuries. We had some new uh New guys in the rotation that were trying to figure out how we played and all that. Uh, but I think we slowly got a little bit better, got a little bit better, and then we finished 15 and five in the last 20 games and gave ourselves a chance to sneak into a playoff spot. And you could see that fire and that competitive level come back. And that carried over into this year. Um, and that helped us have that belief and that vision that we could be back here on the stage. I don't think any of us thought we were winning a championship last year, but every game mattered down the stretch because we wanted to reassert ourselves as a very dominant, you know, capable championship type team. And we finished the season, beat some really good teams and got that confidence back. Um, and then that carried over again to the, you know, through the summer and everything that we said and talked about and how we prepared for this season. And, you know, now we're here. So that was, uh, it was a, a, a looking back a very rewarding experience, even though it was it was difficult at times. Steph, how important or how real is the concept of a young player paying their dues in this league? And kind of thinking about back to your younger days in the league, um, what kind of experiences and what did you learn from playing with a guy like Monte Ellis? Everybody's journey is different. Um, whether you're learning by playing on a bad team and just going out there and just really focusing on yourself, whether you're learning in a situation like here where you might be in the G League a little bit, you might be starting, you might be coming off the bench, you might be doing whatever. There's something to learn through all those different experiences, but everybody's journey is different. So um, the ones that stick and the ones that make it are the ones that learn the lessons, you know, no matter how they come. And they're, they're always ready for their right, their opportunity and ready for when the numbers call. Um, yeah, that's, 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 I guess just the way, way it goes. There's no real, it's not real black and white on that respect. And like with Monte, I just learned how talented this league is in terms of a guy who's, uh, was the most improved at one point was part of a, Amazing playoff team, an amazing time as a warrior, but really wasn't recognized on the national level as much. But I got to see him every day, and, like, this dude's unbelievable. So you realize how hard it is to get to that level. So that was the lesson that I learned from that. All right, two more for Connor and Kara. Then we go to Zoom, and then Wiggs is ready to come in. Stefan, uh, Steve basically said that Draymond is, is – or that Marcus Smart is like Draymond, only a guard. Um, do you see similarities between those two just in terms of their anticipation and how they play? Yeah, I think there was a time where we all, the line from with Draymond was he'll affect the game and you won't see it in the stat sheet. He's always just in the right place at the right time, making winning plays. Marcus has obviously demonstrated that knack for the ball 
um, the unheralded hustle plays and all that type of stuff that he he finds his way, you know, to making a lot of the time. Uh, and he takes pride in what he can do on that end of the floor, just like Draymond does. So they're obviously different in skill sets in, in, in a certain sense, but the approach and the attitude and the ruthlessness of their effort every night is very, very similar. I just wanted to follow up on Ann's questions comparing your first finals run to this finals run because preparing for this kind of intensity with a 34-year-old body is different than a 27-year-old body. It's a season-long view for you in your old age wisdom. <laughs> what have you discovered about your body, your sleep, what it means for your family, what this kind of spotlight is, everything surrounding the finals? It's a great question because it's... Uh... I was joking to somebody the other day. Like, I don't feel like I've done anything like outside of just come to practice, get my rehab recovery in, go home, hang out with my kids, maybe get some sunlight and see the green grass and see a white ball fly every once in a while. But other than that, it's pretty monotonous and routine. There's a lot of sacrifice that comes with making sure you're you're physically and mentally ready for the grind. Um And I think that's that that sacrifice pays off because obviously if your family understands and, and you know they do it, my my experience has done an amazing job of giving me the space to make sure that I'm prioritizing what I need to prioritize to be ready to play, um, and that this is a very stressful, strenuous time of the year. Um, but it is rewarding knowing that they get to experience it with me, um, and even my kids being a little older, they're asking a lot more questions about stuff that's going on. So that makes it fun too. Uh, before they were just coming to the game and interrupting all y'all's questions on the podium. So um, it's a little, little different time now. All right. One on uh, Zoom, Rob Mahoney, go ahead. Rob? Rob, are you there? Rob? Uh, he's uh, he's not on mute for us. He's uh... hello, Rob. You there? Yeah. Hey, Seth. Can you hear me? Uh, barely hear you. Can you speak up? Uh... Yeah. Hey, am I coming through? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, real quick. Yeah. Hey, Steph. Uh, kind of a bigger bigger picture question for you. But uh, when was it in your basketball career? Would you say that you really learned how to play off the ball and offense to kind of cut and move the way that you do? Uh, at Davidson, um, my freshman, sophomore year, I, high school as a point guard, pass first type point guard. I knew I could shoot, but they always told me I, I needed to shoot more. I didn't really learn that lesson quick quick enough. Freshman, sophomore year at Davidson was me playing off the ball with my point guard, Jason Richards, who was God. I was like leading assist, leading the country in assists at the time. So. I just got to work off of him and work on all the skill sets in terms of moving out the basketball and being efficient with that. And then combining both as I got a little closer to coming in, you know, into the draft. So it, it worked out that I was able to try to master both as much as possible and uh, really rely on that as, as a kind of a superpower on, you know, at this stage. 
All right, that was Steph Curry meeting with the media again. Just great to have the Warriors back there. Listen, obviously, I would like it to be the Lakers. I would like for them to be healthy, get LeBron James, get Anthony Davis. I don't know about Russell Westbrook. I mean, I mean, are they really going to run this back again? We will see. But again, happy to see the Warriors back in there. I do think it will be a good finals. As long as the Celtics don't win, as a Lakers fan, I will be thrilled with how this all <laughs> turned out. That's all the time we have for today, folks. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.